0: The final frontier begins. This is about saving the future of humanity. This is a huge victory for the good guys. You've never seen
1: Voyager. Commitment to this course of action is not emotional.
0: Shutty! Beam us up. Welcome to another episode of the Beam Me Up podcast. I am Brent Allen, your host, and I have seen every episode of Star Trek multiple times.
1: And I'm Matt, and this is my first time through the series.
0: This is the show where Matt will get to explore how Star Trek became the cultural phenomenon that it is today. And we get to relive watching Star Trek for the very first time through the eyes of someone who has never seen it before. The challenge for me, though, how do you boil down 744 episodes across 7 series and 13 movies to the best ones that give Matt a pretty complete, if not necessarily exhaustive, Star Trek experience? The episode we're discussing today is Balance of Terror from the original series. This is the episode where the Enterprise is investigating a series of loss of communication with various Earth outposts near the Romulan neutral zone. Soon they learn that the outposts have been attacked and destroyed by the mysterious Romulans crossing into Federation space so they track down the attacking ship after a series of cat and mouse games the captains go teet to teet showing both their strengths and weaknesses eventually the romulan ship is destroyed and its crew with it but not before everyone gets a good look at the romulans who happen to look a whole lot like the vulcans so there's also that to deal with (laughs) now matt now that you have seen this episode this is your third star trek episode what'd you think
1: Overall, is good. Okay. Um, I, I, I did enjoy this episode and and what it set up. Um, I, I, I'd like to see... I er, Early on in the episodes, I, I'm finding that if it gives me some sort of mystery, like mm-hmm. I, I guess is the best word I can come up with right now. Sure. But if it, if it gives me some kind of intrigue is maybe a good word to use as well. Mm-hmm. That, that kind of hooks me in for the rest of the episode and sure. lets me, uh, have something to look forward to, I guess.
0: Okay. So the, what, what was it that hooked you in? What was the intrigue? Cause you know, I would think there would be a couple of things in this episode. Was there, was there something <laughs> specific that hit you on this one or,
1: uh, the fact that no one really knew anything about the Romulans. Yeah. Like this is yeah. our big first review. I mean, like they know of them, Mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. But then it's like back then our technology wasn't good enough to, you know, see them or communicate with them. Mm-hmm. So we just fought them and then yep. negotiated this treaty. And I'm like, that, "How how did you get that far without like meeting anybody right like right. Who, who did you make this treaty with
0: right and it makes you sit there and go so why why were you fighting mm-hmm. in the first place like what what happened <laughs> i
1: i i mean i my i guess my thought to that was like the, the romulans attacked so they defended themselves and then oh, after a while so, yeah, it's like so obviously hey let's it's the, the
0: the bad guys are the people who you know attacked us first right? mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the way it's got to be yeah. um yeah it was it, this I, I gotta tell you matt is this episode is generally considered one of the top five, if not top three, episodes in all of Star Trek, or okay. certainly in the original series. Um, sure, yeah. And I hate to say that things are downhill from here, is because that's not true <laughs> either. Um, but for me personally, though, this might be my favorite episode of the original series. Like, I, I, I love this episode. I love the back and forth between Kirk and the Romulan commander. Yes,
1: um, yes. I, yeah. I, 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 that's one thing I noted. Is like I loved how they kind of gave us both sides of the story yeah that's not something you always get a lot of times it's this one-sided thing and it's like not until you know the they get in contact with them or the bad guys get in contact with them do you get to see the other side but Mm -hmm. i think pretty early on actually they kind of flipped over to the other ship Mm -hmm. even though they weren't communicating with the enterprise at that point right it's like this is what's going on on the other side Mm Mm-hmm. And so that that kind of gave you something to think about. And then, like you said, it's like, you get this back and forth between the two captains and like mm-hmm. they're, they're strategizing against each other. And th- there's a lot of cool stuff that went into it. I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wholly agree. So as we begin to boil down this episode and, and we start to think about it and, and look through it, um, what, what kind of questions did you have coming into this episode?
1: Well, uh, the first big one is the wedding. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it seems weird to bring up because, Nowhere in your description of this episode did you mention that. And uh-huh. even at the end of the episode, I, I was sitting there thinking, like, they brought it up again because, you know, yeah, the, the groom died. Mm-hmm. But, like, was that necessary? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that was necessary for the entire episode. And, like, my, my first thought was, uh, was there something going on when this episode was written? Whether it was globally or uh, just personally with the writers. It's like, did did you just go through something and you wanted to write about it and yeah,
0: somehow well, smashed well, in this well, episode? Th- I mean, so this was the late 60s. Mm-hmm. Mid, mid to late 60s, 66, 67, when this episode was written, would have been filmed and released around 67, I believe. I'm sure I should have actually looked up that date. <laughs> but it's going to be right there, 68 at the absolute latest. Sure. Okay. But 67, 66, I think is probably, you know, you can generally bank on the episode is written about a year before it's actually released. Okay. Um, the, this is the time of the Cold War, like in real life. You sure. have America, you have the Russians. Uh, in Vietnam, you have that whole thing going on with the, with the demilitarized zone. In Korea. You also have a demilitarized zone, a neutral zone, mm-hmm, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, so we, and you have just the, the threat of nuke, the Cuban Missile Crisis, nuclear stuff. You have, um, you know, Kennedy versus whoever the Russian guy was at the time. I don't know who it was.
1: <laughs> the, yep. Stalin, yep, his- I guess, my, was it? My was history's not then? that good. Yeah. Sorry. I,
0: I'm sorry. I don't know Russian history. Uh, Stalin was World War Two. I don't know that he was still alive 20 years later. Maybe he was. I don't know. Um, that my, my first Russian commander guy that I remember is Gorbachev. So, uh, uh, all right. I don't know if you remember him at all, Matt. It's, it's,
1: I I know the name. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I, I mean, that's a lot of what was going on in the world. So this was a very uh, – this was an episode that was very directed. It was very – uh, poignant to the era that it was written in, and okay. it was—I think—it was speaking directly to the people then. And the point of the wedding, which was not so much having to do with the the a plot, and and you know, Star Trek is going—you're mm-hmm. going to have your a plot and your b plot through a lot of different you know uh, episodes, especially as we get later on into it's fa- overly famous in TNG and uh, the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and uh, Enterprise. I got to remember—you may not necessarily be familiar with all the abbreviations, so if you're not, <laughs> stop me. Right. Sure. Uh, uh, but um, uh, but this would I think you'd certainly qualify it as a B plot because, okay. you know, we we open up with a wedding that gets interrupted right before the I do's. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see a little bit in the middle of the episode of, of those two characters connecting. And, you know, uh, yes, I will marry. Yes, I will marry you. And then wouldn't you know it? One of them might as well have been wearing a red shirt. And they did <laughs> and they died. And now you have one left over. And I think it really the whole point of that was war is costly on both sides. You know, yeah. like it has real ramifications and has real, uh, y- you know, real people die, people that you care about. And I th- I think that was really the point of that was just to show.
1: Yeah, like the, the closest thing I got, and I think kind of where you're getting at is Kirk did have one line at the end uh, about it. And it said, it never makes any sense. We both have to know that there was a reason. Yeah, And, and it's like, okay, but it just felt weird to, you know, start the episode off with that. And end it with that but like barely touch on it and like that's because it's not that's not what the episode was about uh-huh. it felt weird to like have a lesson from you know this 30 second scene and uh-huh. this 30 second scene right
0: that's it, it's interesting you say that um and and i think this is where i'll remind the listeners and honestly myself more than anything of um it, I find that very interesting. You pick up on that as your first time through this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been through this series so many times that kind of stuff doesn't doesn't pick up on <laughs> the weirdness of it doesn't register in my brain at all. Like I'm sitting here going, "What do you mean it's weird? It's it's just it's the way it happens. It's it's there. It's part of storytelling." But um, you know, I, yeah, I think that's interesting that you you pick up on that. That's uh, uh, I there will be times when little things like that come back to to get us. But I think that sure. also shows. A little bit of the, um, you know, the, the effect that Star Trek can have, the writing. Uh, would, well, I will say this for Star Trek, and and you probably won't get this through this particular podcast because we're going to be skipping all the bad episodes. <laughs> but when Star Trek is on, it, it, the, like the writers they are on point sure and when they're off they're not good but <laughs> when, but when they i mean when they really dial into an episode uh they can nail it and they can they can get the pacing and the timing and everything just right and just lay everything out in front of you and go here's our political and societal commentary on what's happening right now
1: Blah. sure
0: look at it in the face and deal with it people and that's a little bit i think of what star trek does um at, as we record this uh, just last week, maybe two weeks ago the the annual Star Trek Las Vegas convention wrapped up, and one of the panels that was there, and i didn't go I really wish I could have uh, i've never uh-huh. been to one I would love to go but hey, well, uh, maybe
1: eventually yes
0: maybe maybe uh, but one of the panels that was there this year was talking about what is the responsibility of Star Trek like to society like does Star Trek have a responsibility outside of just being a piece of entertainment and outside of um you know Earning money for the parent company that owns it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, like I said, I've kind of been driving home uh, s- since we started this. Like mm-hmm. they, they are able to kind of give us those m- morals and th- that type of thing, mm-hmm. and, and like they're able to do it because even though they are, like Earth still exists in their universe. Sure, it, it, it's still kind of a, a, a fantasy. Right, mm-hmm. and so they can they can touch on these issues sure. using cultures that don't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Even like, even though, like I said, I mean, you, you talk about the Russians a lot because that's the sure. time it was written in. But like, they're able to do that. Whereas, if a, a show that was being produced today tried to like just talk about the Russians in general, mm-hmm. like people would be up in arms. Sure, sure, but. Yeah, here, it's like, oh, if we talk about the Romulans, Mm -hmm. you know... You might think we're talking about the Russians, but who's to say?
0: Maybe we're talking about ourselves. Maybe we're talking about (laughs) whatever. No, I mean, I mean, you're right because you know, if you look at TV as it's been recorded, I mean, Matt, let's just say over the last 20 years Mm -hmm. since since 9/11 happened, you know, here in America, um, a lot of television producers have been under fire for. It seems like almost every time you have a Middle Eastern person on screen, they're a terrorist, right? And Mm -hmm. and we're starting to even now here, and and we have been for a while. Of hey, let's not make all the terrorists Middle Eastern because they're not the only ones. Like it, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't have to be that stereotyped. Um, versus something like Star Trek, to what you're saying, of we don't have to make them Middle Eastern. We can make them whatever. <laughs> we can make the bad guy whatever weird race we want them to be, and they stand in for bad guy. You know. Yep. yep. And you don't have to to you know,
1: and you can tell it. the same story without. Exactly. And you yeah. can hold
0: up the same mirror, and we can mm-hmm. see ourselves in that mirror. And that's exactly uh, that's exactly why Star Trek exists. That's not why, but it's a big reason why it does. And <laughs> yeah. it's part of – I mean, Matt, it's why we're doing this podcast. It's why Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek in, in a lot of ways was – uh, and it's part of what longtime Trekkies really love about Star Trek. Trekkies and Trekkers, whatever you identify yourself with, is this is what we know of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just the the Conan O'Brien making fun of nerddom, like because it actually has something of substance to say um, and to do. And it's I think um, what what is the comparison that people often use between Star Trek and Star Wars? Um, you know, Star Wars is like the the John Wayne Western. You know, go mm-hmm. shoot him up, pew pew pew. And you know, Star Trek's like watching Shakespeare. Like it's it's <laughs> Whole, it, it's a whole wholly entirely different substance of what sure. you're getting so um it, d-
1: did you have any other questions? um I, I i don't know if it's question or not but okay. so j- just to clarify that i understood this right sure. romulus and remus are both planets in this universe yes correct yes that is correct okay because yes. I, I like i, I get, i've seen those names thrown around a lot and i mean mm-hmm. obviously they're the twins of myth and all that right but um yeah to, to to hear those names come out and say wait they're planets okay i'll have to remember that mm-hmm. um Cause yeah, it, it, that that was something that I wasn't expecting. You know, to hear something that you know rings a bell, but is something completely different in this universe.
0: Right? Yeah they they are. Um, yes, they're they are both planets. They are of the same like star system, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you know, it's like we're here of Earth. It'd be like you know the guys from Mars. You know, just a couple planets over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just over over in their star system. Um. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Then, when they were uh, I forget if they're running to something or from something, but mm-hmm. um, like they told Kirk that they were already at max speed, mm-hmm. but then he looked over at Scotty and he's like, "Don't worry, I'll get more out of her. I'll get more out of her <laughs> like, <laughs> right i so i I don't know how deep you want to get into to the speeds of the ship or how how sure. much they have fleshed out at this point, uh-huh. but like." is Is that actually possible, or was that just kind of, okay, yeah. you know him him saying I'll, I'll push it to the limit, you know, don't worry i I, I got you back here,
0: yeah, so there's there's the warp scale, right? and there's yep. it, it's kind of like, um i I don't know if you ever have this problem, Matt. I'm a big guy. I certainly have this problem. I deal with weight limits all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 All okay. right. And I, I can, you know, go on to a ride or to a roller coaster or to an elevator and you look up and you go, Hey, that's the weight limit. And you go, Hey, we're already at the weight limit. Okay. We're at the maximum allowed weight. Yeah, but we can get a few more pounds, you know, sure, or take your jug sure. of milk. Maybe this is, you know, your jug of milk has that expiration date on it. <laughs> it may not actually <laughs> expire on that day. You know, it's, yeah, it's you, yeah. You might be able to get a little more out of it. it you know, I mean, if, if you didn't refrigerate it, it's going to expire a whole lot sooner. Exactly exactly so when when they talk about the ratings of the ship and the speed of the ship there's kind of like this is what it should be able to do this is the max that it should be able to do however part of the brilliance of the the engineers throughout the course mm-hmm. of the show is you know can they get more can they up the maximum speed of the of the ship sure
1: can sure. they get
0: more out of the engines that,
1: that that's that's kind of their job you know they're not necessarily doing all the exploring they're uh-huh. Exploring the engine of the yeah, yeah, ship, yeah. yeah. Can we and, and, and see how how far they can advance that technology? Exactly, exactly. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So he, Scotty, looks forward to those. Yes. Uh, chances to explore. Yes.
0: yes, yes. And there's there's a a, a great line, Matt, and and, and checkers out there uh, there uh, of TNG. There's a line in an episode called Relics. Matt, you're not allowed to watch it yet. I will watch this episode, yeah, okay. I promise you. It's okay. on the list. But for those of you listening to this podcast who know the episode Relics, there is a, there is a, a scene where um, two engineers are walking down the hallway
1: discussing... It sounds like a bad joke.
0: No, it's not. Oh, it does. Two it's
1: engineers not... walking down the hallway. They're walking
0: down a hallway and they're discussing their... Yes, yes. No, it's not. Um, but it, it's uh, these two guys and um, just the conversation they're having about what they actually can do versus what they tell their captains that they can do and <laughs> things like that. It's it's a great, great line, those of you that, sure. that know what I'm talking about, you're laughing along with me. Matt,
1: you'll see when we get there. Um mm-hmm. so yeah. Um so something that kind of blew my mind, uh but w- once again I, I, I I'm gonna keep comparing this to like modern day TV that I know. Okay. But um when the the Romulan ship like disappeared, right? Uh-huh and they made a big deal about it. it's like, well, I suppose there there could be a way to go invisible. Like uh-huh. it seems weird to me for a a, a space themed show uh-huh. that cloaking of ships or you know going invisible yeah. wasn't the thing. Like like that uh-huh. that in, in my. Lifetime, I think any sci fi fantasy type of deal, you know, that's always been a thing people been, be, be, have been able to do. Sure. Whether it be, you know, people or ships or whatever, like, it, it seems so natural. Sure. But, like, they, they seemed, like, surprised by it here. Yeah. You want to so, know why? Like, why? Because. Everybody
0: who's making shows today had Star Trek, the original series to explore the idea of cloaking technology because it didn't exist before then. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if there was ever, never on television, another uh, spaceship that went invisible, but I mean, there's a, there's a thing about Star Trek Matt, That's actually really cool. And I want you to just kind of keep this in the back of your head as we go through the series. Mm -hmm. One of the really cool things is to look at the different types of technology that Star Trek predicts will exist that had virtually zero Zero chance of existing in their day. Sure. That we already have today.
1: Yes. Right. Yes.
0: And when you think of things like we don't have today, like we don't have warp drive today, we don't have holodeck technology today. You'll find out what that is soon. Okay. Uh, we don't have, um, uh, ph- you know, what phasers are—energy-based weapons like this. Like we don't have those in a handheld version. Um, we don't have those today. But when, sure. e- okay, even things you're already familiar with, the communicator. Yeah. You know, they flip it open and do 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 do. Right. That's a cell phone. Uh, essentially that yeah. is a cell phone right yeah, yeah that didn't exist back then you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and and there's there's more and more and more than that uh as we go through but uh there's a lot of things like that with star trek that they they predict that technology so to answer your question about the cloaking technology it, yeah it really just it hadn't really been done on tv before
1: I, so. I i guess one of the things that just surprised me the most was like i i i understand that that some of these things haven't been done before but Mm -hmm. with with some of the other things we've seen in in in, you know just like the first two episodes that we've watched Mm -hmm. i i i kind of brought them up and it's like it it felt kind of weird but like they i i guess for the other ones it felt weird that they didn't think it was weird right Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) so 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 like i i i got to this I, i i Kind of tried to put it in my head now that it's like okay they're just saying this technology exists in in, in our in mm-hmm. our world hundreds of years in the future right. and it's like okay I, I I can accept that and so now we get to this cloaking and it, it's like this is something that right. I, I I assume should exist in this in this world uh-huh. and they're weirded out by it
0: so. I would say, let that be the difference in uh, they have already achieved a certain amount of technology that we haven't, Mm -hmm. that they just accept as true, but the Federation, which is representative of us or whatever, there is also technology that exists out there that they don't know about yet, and that they are just discovering. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I I can promise you this is not the last we'll see of cloaking technology throughout the run of Star Trek. I I hope not. uh, (laughs) it, It actually has a Pretty good base in a lot of things, and you know we'll see what you think as as things move forward with what this looks like. But yeah, I I think it's really just a simple matter of this is this is an example of something that even then there's even in the future their science had a limit and mm-hmm. oh surprise this other group this other culture has something that we don't have yeah you know now i don't know if back then they were experimenting with stealth technology you know i, I feel I, like that I'm, was probably I'm, a little I'm, before that time but I, maybe i, Star I don't Trek, think there was a lot know. they could
1: get to It was probably you know an idea that someone had sure. you know yeah like any military leader will tell you it wouldn't be great if we could just disappear and you know sure. sneak up on the enemy. Sure, it'd be awesome, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, full there the, sense.
0: I mean, did <laughs> did they mention in this episode? uh And I've been watching a lot of sci-fi, so some of it's it's running around in <laughs> my head. But did they mention in this episode that you know the ship doesn't actually disappear? The cloaking technology just bends light around. I, the ship, I, I don't around think they it. mentioned. It. They in didn't in mention the that part.
1: here. Yeah, you exactly. Know, yeah. How they were doing? I don't think they figured that out. Sure, sure. So yeah,
0: but yeah, it's 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 cloaking technology is. I think the important thing to know out about that is it's new to the Federation.
1: That's fair. So I think two more things I want to just touch on briefly here before okay. we continue. But uh, the term interspace uh-huh. felt awkward, yes. and I, like I, I was trying to figure out if that's actually something different. Like, it, it, it does it have a different definition than like? Um, I mean outer space or interstellar or yeah. words like that? Or is it just a term they decided to use? Yeah.
0: So you know there was a movie back in the 80s called Interspace? No. Yes. It's a, – it's. A, I want to say Randy Quaid was in this movie and you shrunk way, way, way into a wee little thing and you went inside somebody's body. And that was the <laughs> Interspace okay. or inner space, or whatever they called it, uh, outer space and inner space. Um I am not sure. Because uh, I, I honestly, that's not sure. a phrase that I remember in this particular episode. Yeah, um, I, I, and there's so of, many things that I mean, they just kind of gloss over. Um, I, I assume that you remember. I think it was last week we were talking about subspace a little yes, bit. Yes. It might have just been that before they came up with the term subspace or like yeah, maybe subspace. Um, it's I, not a big thing.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for it and see if it pops up again. If it's something mm. they continually use or something that, but yeah. it's just something that hit me right away. Sure. Um, and then finally, I. We we get towards the end of this, and you know, the well, the enterprise d- does something s- which I think was stupid, mm-hmm. but you know, they, they sh- ended up shooting the uh, well, what turned out to be the nuclear bomb, right? Right. And suffered 22 casualties. Mm-hmm. Right. And once again, I'm left thinking like they, they just kind of shrugged that off. And I'm like, maybe I have a misconception here, but do you know how many people are actually on the Enterprise? How big the crew is? Like that. I mean, in my mind, 22 is like half their crew but maybe i'm wrong and there's 500 people on this ship and so okay we've lost one and two. that sucks but we can still run the ship efficient. because mm-hmm. i mean we only ever get to see a handful of them so i like i don't know what how big the crew actually is or if they're just casually throwing numbers out there it's like oh we lost 22 today right that right. seems like a decent number right I,
0: hold that thought Mm-hmm. because i think i know how many people it is i want to look it up just to make sure because <laughs> okay. there are there are so many different um uh ships throughout the run of Star Trek I want to make sure I'm not confusing sure sure uh not not confusing them I want to say uh hold on. I want to say what with the crew capacity yeah um okay the the original enterprise or at least the enterprise from the original series okay. um had a a crew of somewhere between 200 and 450 depending on when when we're talking okay um, so well, I, you
1: know that is definitely bigger than I was imagining yeah yeah. So so that, that helps that number a little bit, but still mm-hmm. it, like,
0: it feels. I mean, you're like, talking ten you know, percent, yeah. Between I, Five I, and ten I mean,
1: percent of your people. That, that does feel like significant number. It's yeah. like I mean I, I don't think they were just you know random people wandering about the ship that like they had jobs on the ship that right. like I, everybody on the ship has a job, mm-hmm. and so if you lose ten percent of them, yeah. It's like, yeah. you, you got to make up for that somehow. I,
0: I think there's there's a couple of things going on there. I think the the real world answer is, hey, they only had fifty two minutes, and we can only focus on so many characters. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Um, but also in the in world, in universe answer, um, if I had to guess if I just wanted to try to try to put a thing to that and go along with your impression that it just didn't seem like that big of a deal Mm -hmm. is as we get further into the future, we understand what human life is and what human life isn't. And we value human life, but we also are very readily accepting of death and, and we don't cry and we don't mourn over it just because it's a thing. Right. And we have, we have moved past clinging to something that doesn't need to be clung to as a society. In fact, I know this was actually a thing because this comes up. uh, There's an episode that we will not watch. Because it's not a good episode of the Next Generation, where there is a boy who has lost both of his parents, and Gene Roddenberry. It's very early in the in the show. Gene Roddenberry is still very much in control of the show then. And this boy was basically supposed to have like no emotion, like that's the way Gene Roddenberry wanted it. Like we're past mourning, we're past grief in the future. Like we as a as a society have evolved past that. Like it's not a thing for us. Um, And it it was it was a source of contention because grief is a very natural human emotion. Is a part Mm. of the process of getting over things, and so you know it was. They will talk about like if you watch the special features and stuff, how weird some of those things were, um, and how how you know uh, sometimes Gene's vision of the future never set well with humanity today, the viewers of today. So. If I had to – if I had to put something like that to it, that's where I would think. It's okay. just people have gone past – have grown past it. Um, you know. But I mean obviously we get that scene at the end with the girl who mm-hmm. lost her fiancé, didn't ever yep. actually have a chance to marry him. Yep. And – Uh, she's got to move on. And obviously she has her own deals to go with, but, you know, we end with Kirk just walking away on a long walk through a corridor, um, you know, having to go back to
1: work. You gotta, I mean, yeah. And you see that, that, that actually makes it even a little bit stranger. Like they, they give us that one interaction of, you know, Mm -hmm. essentially one of the 22 or whatever Mm -hmm. that, that did die. And it's like, okay, so he, I guess he addressed it kind of, Yeah, but like, and did he? Did he go visit? You know, family. friendly right about notes about home people? to everybody. Yeah, yeah I, I,
0: I, I don't know. um I would. I will tell you this though. If that's what's happening right here, that will be something that changes as things happen throughout the rest of the Run Stars. Yeah. So don't don't use this one experience to be like, <laughs> oh, well, they're doing it different here than they did there. Don't don't do that. uh okay. It just is, it just is what it is. If that's what it was for this episode, cool. um Ultimately, I think it's a lot of it's just. Uh, hey we have to get on with the episode and move and move on Mm -hmm. you know because because by the way next week we have to act like nothing happened in the week four and start (laughs) over so we can solve a new problem in 52 minutes
1: yeah that that, that'll that that's one of the other things and like i'm trying to get that into my system a little bit more that you know take these as one-off episodes and not you know long story arc type thing sure so
0: all right you got anything else before we move on
1: I think I'm good for now. Okay,
0: exhausting that one out. All right, all right, uh, Matt. So let's let's we've kind of actually delved into this part a little bit, but a little you bit. Know, let's officially get down into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Like, what stood out to you about this episode? What things did you pull from this episode?
1: Well, the the, the the first thing that hit me was an interesting music choice. I think okay, because it wasn't something. I as far as I've noticed up to this point, all of the music has basically been you know original. Right, okay. it's just kind of background filler. There's a few main themes we see coming through time and time. Um, You know, w- whenever we get a shot of Enterprise in space, like there's there's a theme that goes along with that. Sure, but uh, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the song. It's it's a song called "Long, Long Ago." Okay, from like the 1800s or something. So okay. I mean, it was public domain. Obviously, they they had no problem using it, but it just felt weird to start off hearing a song that i knew right it's like Mm -hmm. everything in this episode has been so different everything in this world has been so different and then I, i i get this this melody coming through and like I know that uh-huh. like, so I, that's how the episode started off. I'm like, I, I didn't know where this episode was going right. and then it transitions into the wedding. And I'm like, Oh, okay. that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to read into that or not. Right. Like, I think it was just a, a, a pleasant melody to get things started. I, I, I'm guessing there's nothing to read into it, but I thought it was interesting. Never noticed that before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. <laughs> Uh, I did notice that they, they're. I think they're probably locking in on their um, alert system a little sure. bit more. Yeah uh instead of the the one i i tore down in a, a previous episode condition alert uh-huh. we now have condition red right uh so so i like to see that like condition red seems more you know defcon 5 type of thing right sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like red is acceptable like i i can deal with that that's good good change right. I like it um but yeah, that, then as we started talking about earlier, like with the whole Romulans, right? Sure. And the treaty and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this, this is a setup I really liked. And what the, the, the one actually question I had early on, but they answered it for me, mm-hmm. was that they just mentioned Earth outposts. Yeah. And like, that's all I said. They called them Earth outposts. And like, okay, are these outposts that are on Earth? Are we going back to Earth in this episode? Mm-hmm. Or are they outposts? For earth right like you know so, so like i i didn't know which way they were going but then okay that they, they're on on these asteroids their mm-hmm. outposts for earth um so so it's like i i the, the it just seemed like a weird way to almost like police the romulans mm. right especially considering once again that we haven't really met the Romulans. No one's seen the Romulans. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, that's their planet there. We're going to make sure they stay there. Here's this neutral zone that no one can cross, and we're going to set up what was it? Seven, eight, eight, eight outposts, I think?
0: Something like that, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're, we're, we're going to set up eight outposts here to make sure they don't cross this line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but the Romulans
0: are going to have their outposts on the other side doing the exact same thing.
1: I, you know? I, I suppose they could, and, yeah.
0: And I mean, and that happens you know, they're, they're going to set that up uh in a lot of ways that that we have it here in the real world you know like if you go to the um to the dmz in korea all along the border of the dmz is you know there's a place in south korea and a place in north korea and they're just kind of sure built right along that thing and they're making sure people and I, and I, you I, can hear gunfire still happening in those two areas you mm-hmm. know like you're you're don't don't cross this line and if i see them, we'll shoot you and sometimes we're just going to shoot out into the open anyway just to let you know we're still here like you know uh so and their observation it, yeah, posts too
1: so yeah it, yeah I, I, I so I guess this is one of those things you could always if you really want to pick on it. It's like, well, it wasn't that convenient that there were eight asteroids there for you to set up shop on? It's like
0: <laughs> in really, orbit, staying yeah, right like, there, not moving, like, just moving I, you up I, and down the the the, the neutral zone. Have
1: on your side of the neutral zone, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Uh but I won't okay. I I won't get into that. I'll I'll let him it's probably best their to let
0: that one ride. Yeah.
1: Mini asteroid belt right there. But um so yeah, we we got these outposts. That's cool. Then we jump to this guy Styles. Yeah. Who is our I think as you put it, you know, rotating your musical chairs mm-hmm. engineer. Right. Navigator
0: Except, or something like that.
1: Yeah. Sure. Um I don't like this guy. Good. I don't he, think you're he, supposed to. <laughs> he he is a jerk. Yeah he jumps to conclusions he's not a team player he's super passive aggressive yeah and like i i mean cuz yeah that, that then we 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 i mean uh, kirk tells him even uh leave bigotry in your quarters there's no room for it on the bridge hey hey there you go and and i'm like that wow yeah all right yeah and then of course you know 10 minutes later he's back at it again right but it's like I but Man. I mean,
0: th- but but then there's also places where he's saying um, and, and this gets me every time I watch this episode and I always forget about it but there's there's the spot where they're in like the conference room and Mm -hmm. he's you know they've they've seen the romulans and they're looking at spock and you know they're 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 going spock romulan spock romulan (gasps) what's going on here and and they say um something to the effect uh he's like uh styles is talking he says captain there's no way that they could have known that we were coming or communicated with us Mm -hmm. unless we had somebody on ship who was who was helping them and kirk's like if you're saying that spock are you intimating that spock is something and he goes no sir i'm saying that that we must have a spy on this, on this ship. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he kind of gets there, but then he stops himself and is like, no, I'm not actually saying that I'm saying that there's a, and like, you go, okay, wait, were you actually talking and intimating that it was Spock or just, well, he, like, you see it, yeah,
1: like I thought that he was at first, but then yeah. he just said, you know, I think there are Romulan spies on the ship and it, like that seemed like a huge jump to me too. And once again, okay, I'll give you you know fifty yeah. minutes to cover this episode. Fine, you have to make some jump somewhere, mm-hmm. but that just seemed like like a huge jump, and that they didn't really come back to. I don't think, unless I missed something. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they did. I, it, that was
0: more of uh, I, I think that was just the plot device of furthering this this idea I, of bigotry it, it and. and more,
1: when I thought they were going somewhere with it was uh-huh. when. Spock agreed with him then, right? Sure. But like he he yeah. said he he said Captain, I agree, and like that there, there must be a spy or something. And so then I thought we were going somewhere with that, but mm-hmm. I, like I said, I don't think we ever came back to it. Then he just gets caught in it. And can you imagine this
0: episode, 1967, <laughs> civil rights? Bring up um, the word spy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got spy, but you've got civil rights. You've got mm-hmm. you've got all of these things. You've got race issues.
1: Mm-hmm. Bigotry
0: is huge, and you've got to imagine uh, that that. And I I say I I do because I see it today still actually, which saddens sure. me, but um, it's true. Of you know you have somebody who has. Has some racism that's inherent to them. They cognitively understand that it's dumb and that it's stupid and that it shouldn't be there, but they still slip back into it, mm-hmm. and they're and they're fighting with it. Now, can you imagine what that was like back in the '60s, where you have kids, um, you know, maybe even teenagers or young 20s who are raised in very, very racist homes, have mm-hmm. these ideas and these overtones, have gone off to college, or you know, desegregation has now happened, and so they they've been forced to confront this. And you have this new reality of, of how they think and how they're supposed to be butting up against how they were raised. Or how yeah. their parents are. And this internal conflict of, I haven't fully solved this yet in myself. And I see Styles as as a guy who, yes, he is inherently racist. But he's working on it. And he's trying not to be, but he is all at the same time. But he still has trouble getting past his own personal, like, uh, my family was killed by a bunch of those Ramis over there. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, And so um. I hate all Ramis. And, you know, there's another part where I think Kirk says to him, he's like, their war is not ours, Mr. Styles. Yeah. Or it's not your yeah. war, it was theirs. Yeah. Don't don't confuse those two. So, yeah, I mean, you dr- you take this episode and you drop that 1960s America. Ooh. <laughs>
1: it's a rough time yeah yeah um so okay getting back to the whole pointy years right sure like this is their first view of the romulans Mm -hmm. you know huge moment for the people on the enterprise right Mm -hmm. i mean they're exploring new worlds new cultures and so this is like their first view of this and so they see this and it's like my first thought was are those actually romulans or are they vulcans like we don't know at this point actually like they've been assuming yeah this is a romulan ship they've been assuming that it's full of romulans They i mean what if the vulcans stole the romulan ship for i i don't know yeah there's a lot of things that could have been going on here mm-hmm. so it's like all of a sudden i don't know if this is actually the Romulans that have the point ears as well, mm-hmm. or if it is Vulcans, or if they, like, I mean, as they kind of alluded to later, I think that the Romulans kind of have some Vulcan blood in them from some, yeah. you know, hundreds of years so, ago, maybe.
0: Yeah, basically they share an ancestor. The Vulcans <laughs> okay. and Romulans, um, and subsequently the Remans. Uh, All kind of come from the same genetic pool. You know, they they share a common ancestor. So yeah, for sure. Uh, And it looks a lot closer than just a common ancestor, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Because well, I mean, that that got me thinking too. Is like, do we know then? uh, Maybe there are Romulans on the ship, but. Are there also Vulcans or are are they all Romulans? Because like yep. there almost seem to be like two groups of people on, on the ship. Or, right?
0: or are the Vulcans and Romulans actually the same and in bed together and they've been hiding it from us for all this time? <laughs> which by the After time we get to this point, we're probably about 200 happened. years into our relationship with the Vulcans. Mm-hmm. You know, um, have we have they been playing us this whole time? Or they they didn't have a logical
1: reason to tell you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now, wait a minute. What's going on here? (laughs) You know, their languages kind of sound the same over there. Mm -hmm. They look a little bit the same. Are they in cahoots with each other? Uh, Yeah, that's that's a big point. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. something that so it's it's i think part of the reasons why i, I really like this episode so much because there's things like that that just make you go oh oh my
1: well <laughs> and, oh my and and, and and feel free not to answer this but uh i i think the romulans is a a, a term a phrase i've heard before uh-huh. i don't know if i would have actually been able to tie it to star trek Okay. Um. But because it kind of like I think it's something I've heard before. Uh I'm guessing they're in more than just this one episode.
0: We will encounter the Romulans again.
1: Okay. Yes. Like that. that, that, It's not a one and done race. No, it is not.
0: I I will tell you that it is. We. This is a. This is the. Um. a, l- a little bit later i'll ask you why did why did i choose this episode as part of the series Sure. Uh, one of the reasons and it's not the only reason but definitely one of the main reasons this is the first time we meet the romulans sure and and that that honestly in and of itself would be enough of a reason to say hey you should probably watch this episode but it also sets yeah. up who the romulans are what their mm-hmm. conflict is with the federation
1: um yeah so it's not necessarily those. like it, like it, it's almost like i mean it's compared to like harry potter right sure if if we're doing a flyby of harry potter it's it's like, oh, by the way, we should uh, cover book three because that will introduce you to Sirius Black, right? Yeah. And, it's like, you and if you don't know who, know who he is, is – yeah. but like you and I both know those people who have uh, started in later books and it's like, who, who's Sirius? Right. But, <laughs> like, but the why is but he important? thing is
0: – but see, it, it, you're 100 percent right. And you, know, you get the advantage, Matt, because you chose to go chronologically. Remember I mm-hmm. gave you the mm-hmm. choice of saying – You did. We you did. don't have to start at the beginning. Uh, because one of the cool things about Star Trek is you can enter at any point. And there's there is enough later on that you can just you can kind of pick up and go, Okay, these are the bad guys and this is where mm-hmm. this is, or maybe they're not a bad guy, maybe here's this. You know, like you will pick up enough on that, even if you meet them later on through the
1: series. Sure.
0: But to <laughs> have this as a basis <laughs> is just helpful, you know. Like it's I appreciate it's that. that. Yeah. Like I said,
1: uh, I I love origin stories. There you go. Well, and yeah,
0: this this would be the origin story. Of the current conflict between Romulus and and the Federation. Good to know. So,
1: but I I will say I think I like the Romulans' outfits a lot better than the Federation's. Oh yeah, they're cooler. Yeah. They're cooler. Yeah, they are. They they, they kind of
0: have this, and I mean, obviously by design, and they steal a lot of the language, um, and obviously even where the mythology comes from, they have a lot of that Roman Empire type feel to it that's true i I mean
1: greater and and they've mentioned the centurion right the centurion yeah when's the last time you heard that word used except yeah yeah with the rome in in terms with the romans exactly exactly but yeah with the the whole like i don't even know what to call it the stripe of color coming down one side of it sure Right, sure. it, it looked very
0: and the helmets
1: ah, and the yeah. the all of yep. those things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely. That, that's a very good point. It's very Roman Empire. Yeah, and
0: and you know if you go you know yo know, he he ha ha Romulus and Remus mm-hmm. from mythology tells us how Rome came Rome to Rome was built. Yeah, and Rome obviously coming from maybe not obviously <laughs> we get the name Rome from Romulus. Uh-huh. Right. Because uh, he won, <laughs> 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 which may tell you something about Remus and what happens with Remus and where they're considered in this pecking order. Um, or maybe not. I'm not saying anything, man. I'm not I'm not spoiling uh-huh. anything. Uh-huh. I'm not I'm not saying anything. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's cooler for sure. I'll give you that.
1: I'm glad we agree. Uh, I, I did notice w- he, there was one guy on on the Romulan ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent out like that coded message or whatever, sure, right? And, and that was against orders. So They're supposed to be essentially radio silent, right? And he like got instantly demoted. Sure. You know, you redu- reduce two steps in rank, yeah. which I have, I have no idea what that means. You see, that that's one of those things. To which I'm he just saying. salutes like, and goes, all right. I, yeah. Sure. Yeah. He, he just accepts it and leaves. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well that seemed a little bit harsh. I, I have no idea what two steps means. Right. Like it, it, <laughs> it, it, it almost made me think of like, uh, I, have you watched the office uh-huh uh are you familiar with like uh shrewd bucks yes that that one episode yep, yep. A- and they go into all the conversions and it's like sure. you don't want to get if you get 10 of these you get this and if you get 20 of those you get this mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay you reduce two steps in rank i have no idea what that means it could be you know a very minuscule thing or maybe he just really got demoted two levels of like that took him 10 years to yeah. get yeah so it i it was kind of just a, a throwaway line i guess mm-hmm. but i found it interesting because i don't think we'd ever see that on the enterprise like i think that would be kirk i mean especially just think about this episode mm-hmm. even with styles right mm-hmm. styles is going off the handle and like he's not like living up to the standards of the enterprise in my opinion sure and So there should be some form of punishment to go along with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Kirk is going to be more, you know, uh, father figure, second chances, teachable moment type of thing. And he's he's just going to keep his station there. Whereas I think if Styles were on... The Romulan ship, he would have lost en- five steps in rank, you know? Yeah, wait Wait until you
0: meet the Klingons and you see what happens to those guys who disobey orders. Because, <laughs> yikes. But, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting thing because, you know, and we can have this as an ongoing discussion if you want, if we want to bring it back up as these episodes go on. Mm-hmm. But there really is that question of, okay, so so-and-so just did this. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, they're still in their current position. Yeah nothing bad happened to them. Mm-hmm. Is that really the way this is going to go down? Is that person really still going to be allowed in a command position on this ship? Is that person really still going to be whatever
1: officer on this ship? So, yeah, like, I, I mean, you, you make a good point where... I, some of that's just, well, like yes, the, because the, it's the Romulans, show, right? Yeah, we're, we're going to... We saw them this, in this episode, uh-huh. and, I mean, you've told me they're going to come back, but I don't know if it's going to be the exact same Romulans or not, or if they're going to be different Romulans. And you don't know Who how knows? long
0: it's going to be before they come back yes it could be a different series who knows
1: i don't know but the point being that like they're not fixtures on the show whereas yeah we we have this bridge that we've kind of talked about is is getting settled into place and these characters are going to be around for a while Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah if one of them has an off day has a bad moment it's like, well, we're not just going to kick them off the show like that. That right. would be weird. We kind
0: of have them under contract, so yeah.
1: So it's like, yeah, yeah, they, like they're they're going to be able to misbehave a little bit more, and we're going to be more forgiving and keep them around, keep them in their current mm-hmm. station and stuff. But but their misbehavior
0: at, is also usually going to be justified. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, something if like not, that. You're going to get the parenting moment. Don't do it again, Buckaroo, and
1: and, and, yeah. and that's the thing. You're just going to get the don't don't do it again. Right. As opposed to like you would think, short of demoting them you could at least kind of give them some other form of punishment but once mm-hmm. again i mean you said these are going to be one-off episodes essentially mm-hmm. so you don't ha- they they don't feel as forced to tie things together from week to week i guess
0: right yep that's mm-hmm And, and you, you also have the, you know, you, you asked me like, well, why did they do this? Or how do they do that? And I said, Mm -hmm. they just said that just to show you that there's a difference of how things operate here and it's perfectly normal to them and their thing. And we just accept it and move on. This is one of those that's them and that's their culture and that's how things work in their world. And we accept it and move on. But I, I always, I always do. It always kind of bugs me when he's like, (laughs) you're demoted two steps in rank. And he's like, like, he has no response.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, I got demoted five steps last week. So this is nothing. <laughs> right. Right. That's all right. I'll get three more next the next week. We'll be fine. We
0: go up and down yeah. all the time. You know, it's it's uh you know, kids in preschool these days they have like the little clips that they move like like they have like a color chart. I'll and take they, your word for it. They but- move their clips up and down on their color chart depending on how they go. It's a horrible system, uh-huh. by the way.
1: I, 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 teachers like everywhere
0: it. use it. It's a horrible system and it mm. should be abolished. And I say that as the parent of a of a of a young child. Um, this this clipping system to show how you're behaving today is horrible. But uh, that's my own personal opinion. Anyway, yep. um, it's kind of it. It might be like that on the Romulan ship.
1: Like, yeah, you're down
0: <laughs> two steps. Go move your clip.
1: <laughs> yep. That, that, that's that's where he was going. Yeah. Do something. That's good why he great ran about. away right away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, um, Can you imagine
0: so- the chaos of that, though? Like, you have a <laughs> military organization with people in certain rank who move up and down multiple steps every day just based on individual pieces of
1: behavior. Yeah. You That'd know? be rough. Yeah. Hey,
0: corporal? No, captain? L- Lieutenant? Uh, yeah. Oh, you're a captain today. Okay, cool, baby. we having a good day. Who's good second job. in command now?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah that that's bad yes uh but okay so we, we we briefly touched on this where we we have the the captains going back and forth strategi- strategizing against each other yeah and like, like yeah. this is a good what made the episode cool right yeah, yeah 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 but what really surprised me was when they they, they got into the comments well close to the comments tail right yeah and like Kirk had his theory. It's like, okay, they're going to go through this thing, and they're going to become visible. It might only be for a second, but we're going to be able to find out exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. And so, like, y- you know, I, I, I don't know if it was explained very well, but I mm-hmm. think from what I understood, like, they went to the other side of the comet to try to catch them when they were as they were coming out of the tail yeah
0: something like that yeah
1: yeah Yeah. so like they had like zipped ahead of them but then um we jumped over to the other ship and their captain's like you know this comet's tail is going to scramble their sensors so they won't be able to tell where we are Mm -hmm. and like i'm sitting there thinking it's like well okay i suppose both of those could be true Mm -hmm. but I think Kirk is still going to win out if they're, even if they're both true mm-hmm. because they're looking for a visual. And so they don't care about their sensors. Right. <laughs> so like it, it, it was a interesting kind of twist on that. And it's like, do, do are, are we supposed to assume that both captains are right? And e- even if so, why haven't they thought, or one of their other crew members thought of the other scenario? right mm-hmm. it's like shouldn't the, the romulan captain have known hey going through this is also going to make us visible kind of thing it's like a reason not to fly into it right mm-hmm. so like i it was just interesting kind of to see how each of their minds worked but i i was kind of sad to see that they didn't have a um, like i, I would have loved spock to speak up ahead of time and say you know but the the, the tail is also going to mess with our sensors or something sure. like he, he maybe not figure out like that's what they're planning on type of thing mm-hmm. but you know just so you know captain this is also going to happen and like it, it, it felt a little stretched i guess that they each came up with their one theory about what was going to happen and that's all that was going to happen and that's how we're going to get out of this situation but yeah um, in any case, the <laughs> Romulans seem to get the best out of this. Sure. They, they started making their escape, but then w- we're told that the enterprise is going to emergency warp speed.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, don't, 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 don't dwell on it, brother. Don't, okay. Don't, don't dwell on it. <laughs> okay.
1: I won't touch that then. Yeah. Don't, don't. Th- don't this is the early it. days. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. They haven't quite figured it out. Yeah.
0: Um, plot reasons. That's what you get there.
1: Yep. Your answer there is plot. I, I i will accept that yeah um i oh, i should have brought this up before when we were talking about no, it's too late gotta to move on <laughs> Can I, yeah what what cloaking you know uh-huh. uh, like things that were kind of foreign terminology to them sure um it, 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 the, they ran into the for apparently foreign concept of limited range
0: I'm not sure what you're talking about. Okay, So this it is, by the way, I've just got to say <laughs> it is phenomenal to me. The stuff that you as a first time watcher pick up on, like things that I just don't even I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm going, I'm over here going, yeah, but we're talking about racism and bigotry and this cool line that he had. And and they're, they're, they're back and forth in the submarine warfare. And you're like, emergency warp.
1: <laughs> well, because I'm no, it's here great. Tr- I I love trying it. to understand like yeah. how this warp system works yeah. and stuff, and now all of a sudden we got emergency warp, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> hey. I, I, I guess that's Scotty figuring out how to give it extra power. We're going to go. emergency warp. There you go. Wait till you figure out what trans warp is. Uh, I'll I, be looking for it. There you go. Uh, but no, like so the the Romulans fired their weapon uh-huh. at the Enterprise and i I mean that's when they went into emergency warp i think that that must have been it um and so they're like outrunning this thing and like it starts dissipating and kirk looks at it it's like it must have a limited range (laughs) and and i'm like well yeah i I was actually shocked that it lasted that long uh, considering that you are at warp speed Mm -hmm. like I I mean I understand that I, like the, the the idea that light travels forever, right? Uh-huh. That's why we get sunlight, even though it's hundreds and billions of millions of miles sure. or whatever. Like, but when when you fire this concentrated light source or what, whatever it is that they're firing at them, uh-huh. you know, some technology we don't have yet, whatever. Um, like, I ex- I expect there to be an end to it a, a limited range to it sure and so like if, if they're fl- like i don't know exactly how fast warp speed is but in my mind you know they're they're flying across galaxy at a great speed here and so like i would expect them to outrun whatever was just fired i also sure. expected them to you know turn because they fired in a straight line i don't think it was like locked onto them so i'm like if you just turn right you know i i think it'll miss you um but aside from that like it surprised me how long it lasted mm-hmm. as opposed to Kirk saying, you know, Oh, I guess it has a limited range. Like if you didn't think it had a limited range, like did, did you honestly think you were going to outrun it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, like I, I didn't quite get that. Like, so it, it's, it just seemed, I guess a weird phrasing to bring up Yeah, that, you know, it.
0: it's the early days. It's the
1: sixties. Yeah. That, I yeah. mean, I mean, like, think
0: about it. 50 years later, we have how many different shows of sci-fi and experience and sci-fi and and stuff mm-hmm, as a society mm-hmm. to pull on. They didn't have that back then. Like sure. like DC Fontana and and Gene Roddenberry and all these people out there in that writers room. Like they're just they're going. I pff, what if it does this? <laughs> well, why can't it? I don't know. It's science fits the future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do we call it? I don't know. Call it uh, that. You know. Um, well, what are the rules? How does it work? Uh, there are manuals. I mean, people later came out with actual like technical manuals that explain how all of this stuff actually works I'm, and they hire I'm like sure. science coordinators uh, so so here's a fun fact for you matt in the writing you may know this actually already i don't know it's it's not a secret in the writing like when they write the script like they're script 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 scripts with script and then when they come up with like like all right talk about what the engine's gonna do they just in the script. They just write techno babble. <laughs> That's the word they use. Is techno babble, right? Like okay. that might okay. should have been the name of our podcast, the Techno Babble Podcast. Yes. Um, it's not too late to change it. Uh, anyway, the the they just write techno babble, and then they hand it off to like some science coordinator, and the science coordinator like fills in like, okay, the dilithium crystal needs to be recharged, and you know this over like they, they right. fill it in, but like mm-hmm. the writers who are concerned with you know story and plot who. Don't don't know any of that stuff. Just go... I can't do it, Captain, because techno <laughs> You know
1: that's that's fantastic. That's so, an, an some interesting of it way is, of might be that,
0: but I mean, it's supposedly supposed to be some actual like scientist who really knows what they're talking about, mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to make it sound at least plausible.
1: I mean, once again, scientists from the '60s, unfortunately. Sure, sure. So yeah, sure. Uh, um, like
0: like one of the th- like and one of the differences you know that they tell you now is like so transporter technology, mm-hmm. okay, transporter technology, wormhole technology, anything where you move. Like this, how does it work, Matt? You know how it works, right? It takes your body or your whatever, breaks down it into molecules, oh, yes, yes. shoots it over across wherever, and then and it then reassembles, reassembles you some. in the, in the yep. right thing, mm-hmm. right? But like in reality, that's not how it actually works. Like if, if we're to really get that technology now, basically what it does is it scans your thing, your body, mm-hmm. destroys it, and actually it doesn't actually need to destroy it. Like there's no reason to destroy it. It just it copies you, beams that information over somewhere. And then, like, 3D prints a new one.
1: Sure. <laughs> like,
0: there's actually no reason to destroy you. Yeah, the... yeah. Like, but... I mean,
1: other than after you do it 100 times, there's 100 of you.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that'd be, yeah, population control. That's why we just, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, when you when they, you know, you hear, like, Bones talk about it. Like, yeah, if you knew what this thing actually does to you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to do this either. I go, yeah, that one's scary. <laughs> Break down my molecules, reassemble me later. I'm good with that. Destroy me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And redo me over there, and I don't know what you're actually doing over there yet yeah and by the way but that thing over there can't have your memories right like yeah at, or at least not right now we don't wow. we yeah. don't see how they haven't figured work. that out yeah, yet. They haven't figured it out yet right right but you sure. know in tv they just go yeah it turns out 50 years ago our scientists figured out how to make sure you retain <laughs> your memories and, yep. and we all go oh all right let's go
1: all right that's how it works Keep that's how it up. works so yeah then uh towards the end here i, uh, I mentioned it once before mm-hmm. we get this vague description of a metal cased object sure and Kirk just I, – I didn't quite understand why he had such a instant reaction to this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how about we investigate this metal-cased object? Sure. Like, I mean, I, I would have been more okay if Spock said, oh, he launched this nuclear thing in a case. Yeah. Like, tell me that it's nucle- n- nuclear – And, and then if you want to destroy it, fine, but Mm -hmm. this metal cased object, oh, got to blow it up. Right. Why? Right. I I mean,
0: yeah, I, I think there's a piece of it where I think what you're supposed to interpret from that, or at least what I interpreted from that is because Spock and this, this Romulan commander whom mm -hmm. I'm near positive. We never actually get his name. I don't think we ever do. No, I think Um, it's always, it was always commander commander, and the
1: centurion above him. Like, yeah, Yeah. I think it's very generic.
0: Um so but where he those two are so evenly matched and those two are so in sync like and I, I mean you get that idea right like kirk and this guy are well, effectively the same yes. person on each side of the uh, you know
1: because because we that will bring up my favorite line of this episode i think but yeah
0: right but so like when kirk sees that he goes that's the thing like like i may not know what it is i may not fully grasp everything
1: but that's the okay. thing. So, shoot so, at that so, that'd, so be the, that'd be what i this, that's what this was his assumed. jedi connection yeah man.
0: yeah and that's what i've always assumed is well he's doing that because that's what i would okay. you, you know it's that oh oh he's Sending something out there because he's going to shoot it and blow it up and get us. Let's
1: get it before it, he gets us. That's what I. That's, that's what I assumed. That's what I that, was interpreted. From that it. that makes a lot more sense. I I don't like that. You know, he shot it at point blank range. Right. I'm like, okay, you understand that things bad, How, don't you have like because. I was at least under the impression that they just kind of, like, released it with the trash and other debris. Like, it wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, shot at them necessarily. Right. So in my mind, they would have had a little bit of time to, like, turn the ship and get out of there and shoot it on your way out. Right. As well, remember to... the
0: first time they did that, that's how they lost them. Because this as is the opposed. second time they, they sent the debris out, right? Yeah, And yeah. the first time was that's how they scattered the sensors and, and the Romulan ship got away. Yeah. So it's like he's, oh, oh, send more debris out there. And oh, by the way, shoot that one little thing with it as well. Because mm-hmm. we're going to get away again. Like we're going to try it again. And it just didn't work for him the second
1: time. Yeah. But like you're saying, the the, the the captains were basically of one mind, and mm-hmm. uh, the commander eventually said about Kirk, "He's a sorcerer. That one. He reads the thoughts in my brain." And oh, was like, that, that
0: your favorite line?
1: Yes, I like, thought
0: you. I thought you were going to go with the line where he said, uh, "You and I are of a kind, Captain." Uh, were this okay. a different time, we could have been friends. Or okay, something like that.
1: We, we are going to talk about that one too. Okay, because you have the awareness. Like th- that's sure. that's the hardest part of this equation is for you to realize that you are of a kind. Yeah, you know that you are the same that you could be friends. Mm-hmm. So why don't you oh, be friends? Oh, yeah, right. like that's that's I mean, but that's see, the Matt, So, part, so is, what you're talking about now?
0: That's the point that the writers were trying to get across to us in the
1: 60s was us yes, dumb Americans. I, I
0: mean, I mean, think about it. Like, okay, what really? What's the difference between us and the Russians? Mm-hmm. You know, between us capitalists and those stupid commies, right? Like like whatever derogatory terms different government people can find. Right. It's just a different way of whatever. But I mean, as far as being matched one for one, who are equal with each other in in their technology and in their race and in in their smarts, like essentially the same. Like we yep. could and should be friends. Why are we fighting? This is Dumb. And that's yeah. exactly what Star Trek was trying to point out to people.
1: And so, I mean, I'm going to – with that lens on it, sure. I, I, I will kind of say, okay, it makes sense. You're driving home this point. Uh-huh. I'll give them that. It okay. just – I felt wrong for him though to have that realization and and like verbalize it to Kirk even mm-hmm. and say but no I'm still not going to yeah like that, that I mean that are you t- are
0: you talking about the point where he says that's not our way Captain like yeah like where Kirk yeah. says hey we'll bring you aboard we'll save your life like we'll, yeah. we'll do this and he's like eh, that's nope. not our way which, no I'm I gonna mean, blow it up yeah go which, down with the ship he's I have one more duty left to perform or something like that right mm-hmm. um you know which then we get into the conversation of how do we, how do you accept somebody else's culture? Yeah, Because that's the whole other side of that, of people do have different cultures. There are different expectations and different things that are considered normal or normative and things you should do or shouldn't do. And yeah. we have to honor that as well. You can't just
1: – I mean, yeah, you can try as best you can. But the what you often run into – and we kind of see it here not not as blatantly, I think. but mm-hmm. But you often have to go against or break your own traditions of your culture to accept theirs. Sure, because I, I, I mean, like they're basically saying I have to kill myself and my crew. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's how our culture works. Like that's how we're going to go down, as opposed to, uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, coming along with you. And, and so, but Matt,
0: let me let me ask you a question: Can you think of any other culture throughout <laughs> human history on the face of this planet where an honorable suicide is a more desired outcome than? Capture,
1: yeah, that's the whole uh Japanese. uh I can't think of the words right now, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I am, but but th- that's the thing though, is like I look at that, and you know, I'm saying I can't I, if I had the choice, I'm not going to. Sit there and watch someone die, right? If if there's something I can do about it, and like, sure. I mean, I guess Kirk did the most he could because, like, he couldn't like reach out and grab him and force right. him to come on board, right? Uh, but he, he he at least made that offer, and it's not like he yeah. blew up their ship.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's an it's an interesting conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, of when do you? allow a cultural difference to exist? And when do you say, to hell with cultural difference, this is black and white, right and wrong, or this is the decision I'm making? And this will not be the last time we have this conversation. I believe it. So... (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. And there, I mean, and, and if there's one thing Star Trek is good at is giving us situations where we sit back and we go, okay, that's their culture, but it's so... What do you do when somebody else's culture is so... Antithetical to yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and to you, it is disgusting, and it is distasteful, and it is abhorrent. But to them, it's part of their culture, and it is the right way to do things. And yeah. how does how do how do you square that with each other? And it's a, it's a hard discussion, you know. And I don't <laughs> think there's ever really one right answer. There's not one blanket right answer. I I, I just don't imagine there is. There could be one day. I don't. Uh, it's not <laughs> no, our no, way. You I, know, it I can't be our way is. is always the best way, or or can it?
1: I'm. I- because we're always I mean, right that, that that's that's what people are gonna argue yeah. yeah it's it's like we we have it right but we're we're but, but, but i mean that that as soon as you say we have it right and you're wrong mm-hmm. i mean you're also say you could basically translate that into i'm better than you
0: yeah exactly exactly so
1: it, it, it's like is that really what you want to be saying
0: yeah yeah that's that's a that that is a thing for sure Man, it's an episode, isn't
1: it? <laughs> it is. It certainly. So
0: is. I'm going to ask you now. Um, well, I'm I'm going to flip flop the order of these two. Sure. Do you understand why I chose this episode and said this is a must watch to understand Star Trek?
1: Um, I I I think I mean not only as you mentioned before, like it's introduction to the Romulans. Sure. But it's uh that that big. Cultural difference discussion that we just had, yeah, right?
0: Exactly, exactly. Like I said it,
1: it's not the last time we're going to see it. No, and and, the, and, mean, and and
0: this is this is this. I mean, this to me checks all the boxes. It's a great episode of Star Trek. Sure. Um, I'm I, I, okay. Let, let's jump to this part. Did you like the episode? And would you watch it again? Yes. Okay. There you go. As would everybody else who's listening to this, except for that <laughs> one guy, because just as every episode is somebody's favorite epi- nine episode, nine out of ten dentists. Right.
1: <laughs> There's always the one. There's always that one. Right
0: you're the one don't be the one um you know every episode is somebody's favorite every episode is also going to be somebody's least favorite and so there's somebody whose least favorite episode is this out there i don't know who you are i don't know what's wrong with you your way is wrong and mine is right apparently is what we (laughs) got out of this particular episode (laughs) um so it it, it's it's just a great episode um so it checks that box it checks the uh, social commentary box, Mm
1: -hmm, you know,
0: it shows us how we should be that Roddenberry vision of the future of how we have grown and gotten past it. And I just don't mean the death piece, although I'd never thought about that one before. So I want to kind of add that in, but even with our own, you know, racism and those ideas and, you know, this goes back to the thing, I think I may have said it on the show before. And if I haven't, let me say it now for the first time. And I will probably repeat this many times. Sure. I think the world needs Star Trek and I think the world needs to go back and, and I'm not saying Star. Trek will yep. solve everything, but I think we no. need I mean when you look at television that's being made today, mm-hmm. like the, the current stuff, a lot of it is uh it, you know, it's either dark and gritty and it's fun and it's this and that, but it's not showing us ourselves. And it's not teaching us anything, you know, like, like as a whole, it's, it's just generally not like, it's a good yeah. story. You're putting something good on television. It's entertainment. Exactly. But yeah. it's, it's not, it's not propelling us as, as a society, whereas Star Trek does that. And it's just one of the beautiful things about Star Trek and why I think Star Trek has gone on to survive all of these years and survive mm-hmm. all of the really not so great episodes. Sure, because of the really good ones, and it and has propelled it propelled it to become this cultural phenomenon uh, that it is today. And you know, one of the things I, I mentioned earlier about like the Star Trek Las Vegas convention, yeah, you know, and and Trek cons and Comic Cons and whatever. You know, one of the cool things is you go to those and you see all different kinds of people from all different kinds of walks of life, and you know, probably some people that you might joke and say, "Hey, this is their annual trip out of their mother's basement," <laughs> you know, or you have somebody who's in a suit and tie, or you have yeah, somebody yeah. who's of this color of skin skin or that color of skin, somebody who speaks this language or that language, somebody who has this piercing or that tattoo. And and at Star Trek conventions Everybody comes together because they have, and it's like every report I've ever heard of these things is people are just together and they're they're yeah. just unified and they're unified around this one thing that they all like. It's what brought mm-hmm. them together. But it just everybody's so accepting, and I don't know what it's like at other um, fan conventions and stuff. Yeah, but that I, is I, the I, common frame phrase that I hear across. I, Star I'm Trek
1: feeling times. that yeah, it's going to be so- somewhat similar and maybe a little more amplified with Star Trek because of you know the, the this content is who of the show. Yeah. 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 Uh, But yeah, like I've started going to a lot more conventions in recent years. And I mean, you kind of get that feeling because like, like I said, everybody's there essentially for the same reason, right? For the love of whatever that convention is about. Mm -hmm. And so walking into the doors of that place, you know, you're going to have something in common with the people there. You 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 walk into a Star Trek convention and you start talking about. I don't have great examples at this point, but if <laughs> yeah, you t- start tell us talking what Star about- <laughs> Trek conventions like that, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if you start talking about you know warp speed, like everybody in that convention is going to know what warp speed is. Yeah. You know, you, you won't have to explain that to anybody. And and see, Matt, that's part of the pro-
0: the the deal with this show and this podcast is getting you familiar enough with Star Trek that you could walk into any convention and mm-hmm. know what people are talking about. And they'll reference a particular episode, and there's a good chance that we will have covered that episode on this. There you show. go. Well, we there may, you go. We may not hit them all, but th- I'm gonna we're going. You know, we're gonna boil <laughs> down 750 down to about 150 ish. Well, you know, and you're gonna but- you're gonna know what most people we're
1: talking maybe we'll have to test that theory
0: and with that matthew i love that idea but why don't we go ahead and wrap up this episode uh good episode man great great show balance of terror is absolutely one of my favorites uh for our next episode for those of you listening out there who are listening along and and re-watching along with us uh we're going to skip a couple episodes and we are moving to matt what is definitely an iconic episode of star trek Okay. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. Very different from this episode. Uh, I I cannot promise you that from a pure bottle episode standpoint that this is one of the better episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> okay. But it is so iconic to Star Trek. That I promise you, you're going to recognize something, that, and as soon as you see it, I think you're immediately going to recognize it. But okay. it's, it's an episode called Arena, so we'll skip a couple, and we're going to Arena, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's you got to watch it just because of that. <laughs> Even if it's not good, this one you still got to watch, and it's worth watching the 52 minutes of, of episode. All that right. it is there. Well, Matt, why don't you tell the folks out there where they can get in touch with you on the internet?
1: Uh, the easiest place to find me is over on Twitter at as a matter of Matt.
0: And if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me also on Twitter at Brent Allen Live. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can find us on Twitter at Beam Me Up Pod, or you can shoot us an email to beammeuppod at gmail.com. Or you can also leave a voicemail, that phone number, 702 518 Trek. That's 702 518 eight, seven, three, five. Call, and leave us a voicemail, shoot us a tweet, send us an email. You never know. We may use that on an upcoming episode of the B-Mail podcast, uh, where actually we, I think plan to respond to most emails and, and things that we get. So please, if you're of the emailing type or some other <laughs> communication form, do it. Uh, well with that, Matt, that's going to do it for us for today. Uh, so until next time, uh, when we see the arena, uh, I, I don't know how I'm signing off of the show now. I really don't. Uh, bye everybody. <laughs> See ya. I don't know know how to sign off. Mm, Trekkie out. No, I can't do that. I really don't. I'm going to have to fix this. How did we end the last show? I really don't remember. I think we just said bye, right? I, I still don't know. Maybe this will be the running joke. I don't know how to end this show.